Welcome today to the Carter Report program. We're so glad that you joined us. Right now, as we commence this program, they're having in Los Angeles a memorial service for Pastor Jack Hayford. Famous right across this great land of the United States of America, especially in Los Angeles, of which we are a tiny part. Pastor Jack had a church called the Church on the Way. He made a tr- tremendous impact around the world. He, he impacted my life. I know when the Carter Report was starting a campaign in the great city of Pasadena, uh, he sent us his prayers, he sent us a message, he just warmed our hearts. When we went to the Philippines many, many years ago, I think it was 1984 or 1985, that's before most of you folks were born, <laughs> uh, we took with us one of Jack Hayford's great songs, Majesty. You know, do you know the song? Majesty. Worship his majesty. Just went like a, a prairie fire right through the Philippines. And so today, right at this stage, we want to send our deepest sympathies to Pastor Hayford's church and especially his loved ones. We want to say thank God for him. Thank God for the work that he did in touching lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, Mrs. Willie Jordan, who is a member of our team on the Carter Report board, is speaking at this memorial. And uh, we just love Willie Jordan. The topic today is appropriate because what we all need uh, is something to look forward to. And the topic is a new world for a new people. I want you to know something today, my friends, out there in TV world. There's a new world coming. It's going to be a trillion times better than this poor old world. It's going to be a new world for a new people. Many years ago, a long time ago, I think it was 1984, 1985, I was staying in New Orleans, or as they say in Australia, New Orleans. Uh, But over here they call it, at least in that part of the world, they call it New Orleans. And the maid came in to clean up the room. (laughs) The first thing she did was she said, how are you today, honey? (laughs) I wasn't used to being called honey, especially by some lady I'd never met before. And she said, talking to me, she said, you've got a funny accent. She said, where do you come from? I I, I said, ma'am, I've just come from Australia. And so she said, she said, did you come by train or did you come by bus? (laughs) Uh, I said, well, ma'am, I I didn't come by train or by bus. I came by plane. She said, isn't it terribly dangerous coming by plane? I said, not nearly as dangerous as coming by bus. (laughs) Let me tell you, folks, something. If you want to get to that golden shore, if you want to get to the real new world, it pays that you come the right way. If you want to get to the kingdom of God, it pays that you understand the true gospel of Christ because there are lots and lots 
and lots of counterfeits. The great thing to know, however, is that we are traveling home and God is preparing a new world for a new people. This is absolutely the truth. I'm going to turn in the Bible, I'm going to turn to the book of 2 Peter chapter 3. And those of you watching from home, if you want to go and get your Bibles, and if you want want to follow the text, that'll be fine. If you just want to follow along, that's going to be fine too. But I'm going to turn to 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 3 down to 14, and I'm going to read it out of the Holy Scriptures. Here it is. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verses 3 down to 14. Knowing this first, the scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of of creation. For this they willingly forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The Bible says there's a new world coming. Verse 8 says, But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, Beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Now, the Bible tells us that this whole world that we call planet Earth and that so many people think is going to last forever, the Bible tells us that this whole world is going to be destroyed and God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth. It's going to be a new world for new people. The Bible teaches this. I want you to hear this. This planet, planet Earth, is wearing out 
and this planet is going to be replaced. God is going to have a new world for a new people. I'm going to turn in the scriptures now to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1 and verses 10 to 12. And I want to read this to you, and I think it's going to just sort of make an impression upon you. Hebrews 1, verses 10 and onwards. Please listen to the scriptures. Through the scriptures, we become enlightened and we find the way to eternal life. Hebrews, what did I say? Hebrews 1, verses 10 down to 12. You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish. Did you hear this? They will perish, but you remain and they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will not fail. The Bible teaches that God is going to get rid of this old world. The Bible says that this old world uh, is like a garment and the Bible says that this old garment is going to be replaced and God is going to have a brand new world. Now, if your wife has a birthday and if she wants a new dress, you're mighty dumb if you send her old dress to the dry cleaners. What she wants is a new dress. God is not going to dry clean planet Earth. He's going to give us a new planet for a new people, a new heaven and a new Earth. Uh, I was listening to, this was a few years ago here in the great United States of America. I was listening to a famous political commentator, had a great radio show. Millions and millions of people used to listen to him. I used to listen to him on occasions. I heard him say this a number of years ago, just before his death. He said, our son is going to last. We know, he said, scientifically, our son is going to last for four and a half billion years because it's only halfway through the burn. And he said, if our son is going to last for four and a half billion years, this earth is going to be around for another four and a half billion years. Only problem is he was wrong. The Bible says that this earth is like an old garment and it's wearing out. And you can't say that the Bible nowhere says that this earth can be saved. Now, let me tell some of my friends this. I don't want to get you really mad with me, but let me just share something to you. Elon Musk is not going to save the planet. Electric motor cars are not going to save the planet. Tesla motor cars, which may be very, very nice and all the rest of it, they are not going to save the planet because the planet cannot be saved. I say this with uh, real respect. Al Gore is not going to save the planet. Neither is President Joe Biden going to save the planet with all of his policies. 
Not going to happen. The Greenies, who attend conservation meetings in their shiny jets, putting out a lot of carbon, are not going to save the planet because the Bible teaches this and this is a message to every person. I don't care who you are, whether you're left or right or in the centre, Republican or Democrat, I don't care. The Bible says uh, this planet cannot be saved and the Bible talks about a new heaven and a new earth. God is going to get rid of this planet. The Bible says planet earth is going to be burned up. Now, of course, I'm in favour of clean air and clean water. Who wants to drink dirty water? So I believe in a clean planet. But after you've done everything you can to save this planet, this planet uh, is on life support and this planet will shortly be replaced. God is going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Nowhere does the Bible tell us that planet earth can be redeemed and saved. In Australia, there is one very good organisation. There are several, I would imagine. But one good government organisation is called the CSIRO, the Commonwealth Industrial Research, so, so forth. And they've made this remarkable discovery. Now, in Australia, there are lots of cows Lots of sheep, but especially lots of cows. And if the cows are fed a certain type of seaweed, it cuts down their emissions by 95%. And did you know this, that one of the biggest polluters of this planet with all of these gases is the friendly cow that gazes over the fence. But let me tell you folks something. Seaweed is not going to save the planet. And there's something else. This is slightly controversial now. We are not fully responsible for Earth's raging fever. Now, I've studied this, I've read the books on science, I know about it. Have you heard about the big, big volcano just off the coast of the island of Tonga? Have you heard about that? Well, uh, a guy came on television who works for the uh, Bureau of Meteorology and he told us all about it. After he told us all about it, we never saw him again. Maybe he'd said something that was politically incorrect because in Australia, if you say anything that is not politically correct, they don't like it. But he said, this great volcano of Australia put out this tremendous amount of gas and blew all the water up in the, into the air. It increased the 
the volume of water over the continent of Australia by 20%, which brought about more floods than they when we're supposed to be frying up. It turned cold and the place was flooded with water. Floods everywhere. Some towns, you can only see the tops of their roofs. This was astounding. And what is more, down at the South Pole, the temperature above the South Pole, which we're told is going up, 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 it went down, down, down five degrees. Now, not everything is told to the American people or the Australian people. What I'm trying to say is this. We know that planet Earth is running a raging fever, but there are some things that are, that are beyond our control and the Bible teaches, nowhere does the Bible teach that this Earth can be saved. The Bible teaches that God is going to have a new heaven and a new earth. Now, I want you to use your imagination. I want you to imagine you're back in Sydney 40 years ago. That's where I was 40 years ago. I want you to imagine there's a young man living in Sydney, and it's certainly not me. But with the little bit of money he's got, he goes out and buys an old Alfa Romeo. He called it an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> uh, later on, we discovered that uh, this Italian car was called an Alfa Romeo. And, you know, it's, it's a connoisseur's car. But the one he got was sort of worn out. It was rusty. It was leaky. It was dirty. It would overheat. It was polluting the, the air. There's only one thing that one could do with that Alfa Romeo, and that would be to take it to the scrap heap. I told him, it's not worth your ardent love and affection. It's not, it's not worth saving. The passengers are worth saving, but this poor old car, it's doomed. That's why the Bible says there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth for the people of God. But you imagine his dad saying to this young boy back 40 years ago, I've got a gift for you, my boy, a brand new shiny Mercedes Benz with a turbo V8. Now, there's nothing more politically incorrect than having a turbo V8 today. So I'm not advocating it. But we're going back 40 years ago. Imagine the father saying, you're not going to get anything out of that poor Alfa Romeo. Let it go. I've got something new for you. I've got something better. This would not be the secret rapture. This boy would be filled with an immediate rapture. So listen, this is my message, part of my message to you today. Here it is. Don't set your heart on something that is worn out and soon to pass away. Don't set your heart on this old world when something far better is coming. The Father has a gift for you and God is preparing a new world for his redeemed people.
it'll be very good and there is room for you. Now, please listen to me. Here's the good news. The Father is preparing a new world. It'll be very, very good. It'll be extraordinarily good. And there is room for you. Now, come now to 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 7 down to 13, dear hearts and gentle people. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7 down to 13. You say, you've read that. Well, I'm going to read it again. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Now listen carefully. In spite of the scoffers, and there are scoffers everywhere, in spite of the mockers and the scoffers, the word of the Lord is going to come to pass. God will do it because he is the creator. Look at Second Peter, please, chapter 3. And notice verse 3 and 4, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Therefore, I want to say this. Let the scoffers scoff because a new world is coming because you can't save this one. God remains in our age of unbelief and cynicism and sin and rebellion. God remains omnipotent. It means he's got all the power. He remains omniscient. It means he's got all the knowledge and all the science. He remains omnipresent. It means he's here with us today. He is a God who fills and fulfills all of the universe. And at the same time, he's full of love and grace and truth and he's holy and he's righteous. Now, I don't know if I'm making myself real plain here today, but let me try to make this ever so plain. I believe in conservation. I believe in clean water and clean air. I believe in those things. 
I don't want to see a polluted world. Who does? But listen to me very carefully. After you've done everything you can to save this world, the Bible tells us that judgment day is coming and God is going to have a new heaven and a new earth for his people. We're on the countdown. A new world for our new people. And after we have a little break, I'm going to tell you how you can be a citizen of God's glorious and his amazing new heaven and new earth. We'll see you soon. Christ gives us clarity when all around us is in ruins. We can rebuild our lives on the promises of God. The new Carter Report and Hope TV Media Center has risen up from the ashes. The van is loaded with medical supplies, food and water, then driven by courageous Christians into places of danger. With a cheerful heart, they deliver hope to weary souls. And because of you, faithful followers of Christ, Ukrainians have been given a new song to sing. It is up and running. We are witnessing a miracle. We are committed to keeping it operating and expanding. God is not done here. Let us follow him. With your financial help, we can heal the Ukraine. Spiritual programs will be made. Supplies will be driven to those in need. And new songs to the Lord will rise from the rubble. God can take any gift and multiply it to bless the Ukrainian people. Let us not forget them. Pray that the Ukraine will be restored. And pray that the peace of God will prevail. Diakoyu, thank you. Your gifts can be sent to the address on the screen or visit our website. God bless you and thank you for being a part of the Carter Report family. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.